finally got back into theaters to see another movie. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That is something that I did. Good for you. (laughs) That's the best intro ever. (laughs) What are we doing? I'm getting the slow clap right now. Correct. So I saw Deadpool, and I already know you did too, because right before I pressed this record button. Yeah, I saw it a few days ago. You saw it. You saw it before I did. Yes. And resisted the urge to spoil it. What's there to spoil? All the big secret things that it's the most straightforward story ever. Deadpool going to die? No, you can't kill him. Well, you can't. That's the whole point of the character. He has uh, accelerated healing. So what'd you think of the movie? Why are you laughing? What was that look? That was just the most serious. I'm not going to say anything. I think it's the haircut and the glasses you've got going on right now. I'm in character, eh? Because <laughs> it feels sh- like I'm being grilled by the get, U.S. Get, Senate. Getting ready for a shoot. Got the appropriations committee up the over The colonel there. did not enjoy it. Yeah. All right, Abraham, calm down over there. No, what'd you think of the movie? All right, what'd you think of Deadpool? I thought it was all right. I saw it on Friday. Yeah, you did. What'd you think of it? What did I think of it? Yeah. I abso- How was it? How'd you like the tone? <laughs> tone was good. Well, you know, we've been saying on the show for a while now that uh, it's really hard to make a character like Deadpool work. I didn't ex- say that. You well, said I've been that. saying it over and over again. It's- I didn't say that. You said that. And who was wrong? You. No, I wasn't you. wrong. You. I can explain why I'm not wrong. You. You. Oh, my you. goodness. You. 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 Victory for you. Was the movie good or was it not good? It was good. I give it an okay. A-, a minus. Okay, then it, then you were wrong. <laughs> well, here's let me explain why and the trick you're that wrong? they used with writing. I'm glad you know why you're wrong. Tell me. Is because they mixed all the Deadpool stuff back and forth with the origin story stuff, which is a lot drier. Spoiler alert. That's hardly a spoiler alert. Especially <laughs> since all of it's in the commercials. Spoiler, um, I haven't seen the commercials yet. What is that? I've been staying off social media and commercials. Well, that's on you, not on me. You know what podcasts are, Brent? I love Dead Poal. A former, a form of social media. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> should have stayed off the podcast. Um, but no, that they went back and forth between the drier uh, scenes to kind of like set the tone again, and then they went back to crazy Deadpool, and then back to origin, back to crazy Deadpool until there was like what twenty minutes to go in the movie, and then at that point we had the final fight scene, and we were done. Good night, everybody. Spoiler alert: They're gonna have to drag him out in chains. Now I know there's more than one fight scene. <laughs> I thought there was only one fight. I don't know what we're doing right now. Did I get sucked into an alternate dimension? <laughs> Doctor Strange summons you, sir. Is this like old Bucky from Captain America? I don't know. Is it? A little bit. Uh, it's reminiscent to me. What did you think of the movie? I mean, you liked it. Uh, yeah. Care to elaborate on that at all? I'm good. Hey, everybody. <laughs> you have made it. We've exceeded all expectations, and you have made it to the very next episode of Raisin Brent. And Brent's not even with me at all right now. I don't know what this deep troll is happening right now. What is going on? Deep troll? What are you talking about? It's about deep troll. Hey, everybody. Oh, my goodness. You've made it to episode something of something something. I don't know. Is that what I sound like? Yeah. That, I don't feel like I sound like that at all. There's Why don't we a, talk about Deadpool, dude? A lot more. I, like we tr- I tried to. I tried to, and then you just... Being weird. So why, don't, you, why don't you go ahead then? The floor is yours. Okay. 
It was everything I wanted out of a Deadpool movie. It, they didn't tone it down. Not like Grease Live, which was totally sanitized. Would they take out the uh, <laughs> the graphic sex scene in Grease Live? They took out every bit of naughtiness out of Grease Live. It was... Uh, she was smoking a cigarette right in the gymnasium. Oh, wait. Uh, no, she no, wasn't. she was not. There was no smoking in it. No, but, you know, it's Grease. It's not like hey, smoking's a big part cool of those characters. it's cool that they make Eugene become one of the T-Birds and he's cool. I mean, come on! You cannot bully somebody, but not st- just change the fundamentally change the, the the play that we've. You know, Greece was an attitude, and uh, uh, and it was kind of cheekiness, right? They took all of that out. They turned it into a High School Musical. I was going to say, am I mistaken? But Greece is like a nineteen seventies. No, it's like fifties. But it's a take on the nineteen fifties yes. from the nineteen seventies. Correct. Like Happy Days was. Yes. So they're they're commenting on. A way of life that was for a lot of those yeah. people. And so by taking a 2010, a 10s approach to something from the 70s about the 50s. You ruin it. And turning it into high school musical. The only thing that didn't ruin it was that uh, <laughs> uh, a trolley almost flipping over and killing Wendell Pierce. Oh, man. Bunk, now, that was the highlight. Bunk almost ate it. <laughs> Bunk almost ate it. I know him as Robert Zane from Suits. Antoine so. Baptiste almost ate it. My from, God. From Treme. He was so good, though. Yeah, he's really good. But, but seriously, uh, let's get back to Deadpool. But Deadpool, you liked you liked it. And Vanessa Hudgens, I mean, oh come God. on. Uh, <laughs> uh, I it, everything I wanted out of Deadpool movie. It was irreverent. It was naughty. It was pretty gory. Uh, a lot of blood. Lots of jokes. Lot of lots of, of in jokes. Fourth yep. wall jokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorites were when he says we're going to go see Professor X, and he says McAvoy or Stewart. Yeah, that, that was wonderful. That was really funny. And then the other one is when Negasonic Teenage Warhead opens the front door of Xavier's school for gifted children, and he goes, man, it's so funny. This is such a big school, but I only ever see the two of you. Yeah. It's almost like the studio didn't, couldn't afford any other X-Men. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that made me laugh. That was funny. Super hard. And now I got you talking, Ray. Thank you. Thank you for participating in our podcast. Yes. Hey, everybody. Oh, my goodness gracious. Well, we have a lot of things we're going to talk about. This is going to be much less sports and much more pop culture as we're kind of waiting for baseball to start with uh, preseason. But they were one after of us the Super be. Bowl. One of us should be waiting for baseball to start. Why would why would we not both be waiting for baseball to start? Well, you're going to have another embarrassing season. I'm not really looking forward to this season. Uh, the Tigers themselves are super full of. We got a window. We got to look at it. And I'm sitting back looking at what they've done in the off season and been like, Why are you so really? optimistic? Do you still have a window with what you did in the off season? Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a couple. Of I mean, you have errors. a couple really good players. You know, you have Miguel Cabrera, but he needs people around him. He does. I mean, you know, and then they did bring in Upton, so that's going to be good. But we'll get onto that at a later time. I know that 255 average. That's going to really. Yeah, but he's gonna he's gonna make some moves. I, I'm ex- I'm excited for what I think he can do in that uh, lineup. Mm-hmm. But also, like they've tried, they've completely re- redone the entire bullpen, which is fine. They needed yeah. to, but they haven't really addressed the starting pitching issues. The uh, the Royals, you know that they have that this uh, computer thing called Pakoda, where it like predicts North every... or South Pakoda. No, <laughs> just Pakoda. Oh, um, Pakoda, Pakoda, Pakoda Fanning, Pakoda regular. Uh, and for the third year in a row, they said that the Royals are going to win like seventy five games or something like. That. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, so clearly they just don't uh, value defense or clutch hitting or. Being in the World Series two years in a row. But Brent, according to their war, they're going to win 120 (laughs) games this year against replacements. I'd like to congratulate the (laughs) Chicago White Sox. My goodness. (laughs) On their division championship. Yeah, once again. Uh, We got a little bit of football news to do. A little, a new segment of who's getting arrested now. We haven't done that in a while. We have to thank Greg Lopez then. We always thank Greg Lopez. He 
often when we don't even need to. I know. Uh, we've got three different TV shows here. As X-Files is winding down, two other shows we've done in the past, and I figured, what the heck, uh, while we're in kind of a slower sequence for um, sports, let's go ahead and talk more pop culture, right? Let's do it. It's a thing. So we're going to be talking about Better Call Saul premiere, a Walking Dead premiere, and episode five of X-Files. And then uh, we've got a little, uh, we'll talk a little Kobe. 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 The All-Star Game. A little short segment, but we got it in there. Kobe. But uh, let's go ahead and we'll talk a little bit of football after three seconds of... Wind Thing. Wow. So talk to me about the Chiefs, big uh, third string quarterback battle. You were ta- you were you were pitching it earlier. <laughs> no, it's really just like a backup. Well, I know we're going to lose Chase Daniel probably. The so Eagles, interesting. Your offensive coordinator is trying to steal your boy. Chase Daniel, look, there was a time last year when the Chiefs really struggled that I wondered if Chase Daniel might not be a better uh, than Alex Smith. Yeah, because Alex seemed like really tentative at that time. Really? And, and every time at the end of the year when Chase Daniel has to start a game because Alex is either hurt, banged up, or they're sitting him because they've already clinched something, uh, he's played really well. Yeah. You I remember know? when he was the backup in New Orleans, so I got to see him a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because my wife's a big Saints fan. Yeah. And I was just like, he's, he's, he's a backup. Yeah. He's not a starter. Well, though. he's not Drew Brees. Yeah. No. But he's not. But I'm saying I don't think he has the skill cap to be a, a starter. But I think he does to be like a not, but not like a elite starter. But he could be. He's better than he he play better than Robert Griffin the third. Let me ask a question: Who would you have as your starting quarterback if you had to? Chase Daniel or Brian Hoyer? Chase Daniel. I think they're the same guy. No, <laughs> I think they're both the exact same guy. Chase Good Daniel, backup, bad starter. Chase Daniel reads defenses a lot better than okay. Brian Hoyer. I think. Well, here's the deal: Now that he doesn't have to worry about having that Chip Kelly offense around him. Yeah, maybe Chase Daniel could have some success. That Philly defense, uh, you know, well, okay, he hasn't gone either. to Philly for sure, right? It's just uh, no, it's rumors. just yeah. well, the Eagles are one of those teams that if they say they're coming after one of your players, they probably are going to get him. Yeah, <laughs> kind of a feeling to it. Uh, the Lions have made like my team well, a hundred moves, a yeah. hundred drops. Everybody's left the Lions, taking away the Megatron retirement thing. Which until it's happened, it's ha- it's not happened. Right. We're going to find out a lot on right. March 9th. It's over. It's not over. over. If he has not filled out the paperwork to retire, it has not happened. Megatron has left the building. I'm not seeing it. But the Lions uh, dropped Stephen Tulloch. They cut Joik Bell. It looks like Haloti Nada might go away. Not a problem for us anymore. Wow, so the Joik starts literally running out of him. Oh, my gosh. I won't be able to do my favorite Twitter joke of all time because when Joik scores that touchdown to ice the game, mm-hmm. which does happen reasonably often, he has either a big play for a first down or a touchdown late to score it. I get my favorite Twitter joke of all time, which is you tell me the Joik store called and they're running out of you. Well, amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's it. I have seen you post that nearly five times. So five wins. Yeah. <laughs> nearly five times. Probably four wins. Uh, well, yeah. We didn't win all those games. But, yeah, all my favorite Lions are leaving. Uh, they're saying uh, half, uh, James Ahedabo is going to be gone now. Like, Ooh. this new GM's not messing Ooh. around. I, I, James Ahedabo. You don't mess around with that name. Hedabut. Don't say that name lightly. Don't say that name at all because yeah. he's gone. I don't know. It just seems like a lot of these uh, late 20s, early 30s kind of defensive guys who have been really kind of solid for us the last three, four years are all just getting swept out of town by the new GM. Seriously, did you say James Ahedabo? James Ahedabo. It sounds like a dude that's like racing a guy named Bo. How are you doing in your race? I'm ahead of Bo. <laughs> it's like a Lost Dukes of Hazard episode. Not... <laughs> Luke, how you doing in the sack race? I'm ahead of Bo. That's absolutely horrendous. 
Look at that race. Some Duke boys are racing. They're racing the Detroit Lions. Or back then, were they the Portsmouth Spartans? Yeah. Probably. Uh, and there's a lot of been a lot besides Megatron. There's been a lot of retirements. A lot of people hanging it up, 29, 30 years old. Maybe that concussion movie, even though nobody saw it, maybe only NFL players saw it yeah. because you've got Gerard Mayo for the Patriots. I remember when that guy was drafted seemingly only a few years ago. Yeah, watching Will Smith play a guy, an African guy, um, really is depressing all these guys, and they're just retired. <laughs> His accent's terrible. I don't think I can even be in the NFL anymore. And did you see Draft Day? Now I know it's a fantasy movie because the Browns are making solid decisions from their front office. Yep. Uh, and also Jared Allen. How much did you love this Jared Allen? Riding off into the sunset? Well, it's not quite sunny out, but uh, you get the idea. Guess I'm just going to ride off. Here's the deal. There's a special place in my heart for Jared Allen. He was originally a chief. Yes, he was. He was kind of a punk when he left. Like, oh, he, you know, it's funny because he left... Because the Chiefs weren't competitive, and they immediately became competitive when he left. He went to the Vikings, yeah. who were not that good for a few mm, years no. when he was there. Yeah. But, I mean, he had good seasons with them. He had some good seasons. They had one or two years where they were close. Yeah, I used to hate playing against him because even we, we'd, we'd feel his presence, and he was always kind of a tool. You know, he reminded me like uh, not quite the same type of player, but like a Warren Sapp kind of a presence. How, how did you feel about his, uh, how you rate his sack dance? Do you remember his sack dance? I do not. So is that the one with like spinning his hands like a clock? No, that that's Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, uh, excuse me. Yeah. Um, no, his was the uh, calf roping. Oh, I, I like that. I'll go with that. Put Tie up a calf real quick and then raise his hands up? The way he moved his hands made me think of something else. But that's okay. It's okay. Wow. It's okay. I'm not, I'm not going there. What? Nothing. Like what? Like roping a calf. Oh. I enjoyed him riding off into the sunset. Uh, even though there was no sunset. Him mm-hmm. getting on a horse and fly, driving away and filming it, that's fun for me. Isn't that what football's supposed to be about, Brent? Fun? Putting fun back into uh, the game? Or is this the no fun the, league? The no fun league, yeah. So, Speaking of fun, we got another segment, Brent. We got Who's Getting Arrested Now? Who's Getting Arrested Now? And this week we've got Shady McCoy, your boy. My boy. My boy. Your boy. <laughs> he is my boy. I do not think I'll be retaining his services next year, No, you year, have though. to keep him. I've written it down. Or I, no. already, I already put it on the website for the for the league next year. I believe, Ray keeping shady. I believe with my team, if I could just keep nobody, that'd be even better. Yeah. But it definitely will not be Shady McCoy. The oft-injured Buffalo Bill star went to a, apparently two different after-hours bars in the, in, the, was it in the greater Buffalo area. So the first one was terrible, and then he went to the second one? Apparently... But one of them's name was like Temptation. <laughs> hmm. Like the name, the names of these clubs was like terrible. Something about the name of that that club makes me want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I just I feel a pull, yeah. like a siren's call. Yeah. yeah. But he got into a fist fight over a bottle of champagne at an after hours club with a bunch of undercover cops. Not undercover cops, off duty cops. That would have been funny if it was undercover cops. All right. So here's the deal. We're going to go shady into argument about this bottle, that bottle of champagne. Yeah, this bottle of champagne right here. Well, why aren't the off-duty cops getting in trouble for drinking after hours as well is my question. They were also there. Shouldn't, like, a bar fight just stay a bar fight? Yeah, it doesn't make much sense other than uh, they have that whole conduct, code of conduct thing, you know. Well, yeah. So how come, like, okay, have you ever been out at a drinking at a bar or whatever with off-duty cops before? I'm going to say yes. You have, actually? Because well, I have. I'm, yeah, I mean, I have. I mean, it's a th- I'm not going to name them yeah. or say what city or you township they were in. You said Officer Winstrom from Detroit. You said that. Listen, Officer You said Winstrom. he was a total dick. He was the worst. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
Um, no, but uh, in, in my experience, okay, mm-hmm. the off-duty cops that I was around acted like real hard a-holes and really were like inciting stuff all night long, basically being like, you all know I'm an off-duty cop. What are you going to do about it when I call you names? And I'm like poking you. You know what, Ray? Here you go with your lamestream media. <laughs> I'm just speaking from personal experience. <laughs> I was there with them as my friends, and they were doing it to me. Mm-hmm. So how do you think they were doing it to people they didn't like? Okay, I'll tell you. Yeah, you know what? I've only known one one of my former friends that became a cop. Okay. Okay. And this is a story of what happened when I the fir- when I first found out he was a cop. Yes. And then I found out later on he really wasn't a cop. He was like kind of bragging, and he just like worked in the office of the police. Oh, geez, station. oh, yeah. um, He was a file clerk. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so he so I say I said, "Wow, so you're a cop now?" And he goes, "Yeah." And I will not I will not hesitate to bust your butt. Oh my goodness! And he didn't use the word butt, but a por- probably not, not. And I will not hesitate to bust your butt if you're breaking the law. I was like, "Hey, uh, good talk, dude." Yeah, remind me uh, never to talk to you again. Good talk. <laughs> yeah, it's just from my personal experience, they were really like acting the fool, acting all hard, like goading people because they knew that when push came to shove, they were going to be fine. Yeah. The other person's going to get in trouble, not them. So you heard it here first. Ray hates the cops. That is absolutely. He I, is down with Clinton Tarantino, Quentin Tarantino look, and Beyonce. I have current, boycott all of Ray's movies. Boycott all my. Please, if I have movies, you can boycott, boycott That'd be them. The best day of my life. Um, no, I have current friends who are uh, active police officers, and they are very nice people. I don't think they would act that way. What I'm saying is I, the I, type I, of undercover cop who would be getting into a bar fight at an after-hours club is probably the type of cop I'm referencing. So while Shady McCoy and his group probably were also in the wrong, I have to question exactly the situation that came about that led to this fight in the first place. Yeah, it just seems like too many alpha males. That's exactly right. You've got the football Including player. Shady. Well, and the report coming out, according to Shady's camp, they were Shady didn't do anything wrong. Shady didn't have anything to drink that night. So first off, I know Shady McCoy is a liar. Brent, do you go to an after-hours club to not drink when you've already uh, been drinking? I've never had it happen. Who's the sober guy at the after-hours bar? The guy at the door? Yeah. the money? And even he's not sober, Brent. No, he's not. He's not even a little bit. So stop lying, Shady. What's your take on this whole situation? I I mean, everyone's putting themselves in a bad situation. It's kind of weird to have cops at an after-hour thing because... Yeah, right? I, I feel like after-hour things in many places are kind of like... They're not like uh, illegal, but... Uh, or they are. Or sometimes they are, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't necessarily have a license to sell liquor till 4.30 in the morning. Right. Yeah. The ones I've been to, like here in Los Angeles, they're like random, like somebody's weird... House next to Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. Yep, yep. Run, run by a dude named Fatty B, and he's selling Red Stripe <laughs> and other accoutrement. Would you say I found that the, the after-hours clothes I've been to fall into one of two categories, right? Mm-hmm. Super low-key, yeah. Super aggressive, <laughs> right? Or parts of it are super aggressive, and parts of it are low-key. Like there's certain corners. Yeah, fair enough. Both, but yeah, there's no like middle ground there. Yeah, I, to me, there's no. It's not just like a normal bar. It's a place where it's really quiet and people are just sort of like hanging out and the chill 
after going to the bar and they're kind of winding down with more drinks. Well, let's be honest, right? Or it's we, like a rave. We are obviously the uh, people to talk to about after hours. I mean, we clearly go out okay. all the time. Our experiences all come from 10, 15 years ago, <laughs> everybody. Exactly. Thank Full you. disclosure. <laughs> but I will, you know, it's not like we don't know the scene. No, oh, yeah. It's, it cannot possibly have changed it's that silly, much. bro. You don't understand it. Yeah. So, uh, well, what do you what do you make of all of we this? We just though? throw batteries at each other. We just throw batteries at each other. <laughs> like, what good is going to come? Doesn't Herm Edwards give that speech every single year? Yeah, nothing good happens after what? After uh, twelve a.m. I think two a.m. Two a.m. <laughs> Maybe it's midnight. I think it's two a.m. Actually, yeah. Uh, and once again, nothing good has happened of it. So, uh, I uh, the fact that they haven't had any charges as of this recording right now says to me that Shady's not getting anything charged against him. He will be fine because. The, the, if they had anything, there's security cameras in all these places. If they had anything on him at all, he would already be indicted. So why is this a big deal? You know, it's a big deal, I guess, because he has had a turbulent last season, last season and a half. So if he had uh, 1,500 yards and 12 touchdowns, it's not a big deal. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I believe that's true, 100. percent But in any case, he did get arrested. He, he has he's being looked at the law, so therefore he does fit our criteria of a recurring segment. Mm-hmm. Who's getting arrested now? Who's getting arrested now? So let's come on back. We'll talk a little of what do you talk? A little TV after three seconds of Born to Be Win. Born to Be Wild. Born to Be Wild. Okay, gang, it's TV time. So episode five of the X Files. Man, they did some found some crazy stuff, and then they chased her and, and resolved it at the end. You didn't actually see it this time, did you? I perused it. <laughs> no, I watched it. I watched okay, it. Okay, thank you. Uh, You're making one, me real nervous It right was the one where they had Lauren Ambrose as the doppelganger to uh, yeah, Scully. Yeah, from Six Feet Under. Right. And it was the doppelganger. Can't hardly wait. Thank you. Oh, my, my bird. Uh, it, was, it was like, the, was, her name was like uh, uh, Einstein. Einstein. And yeah. Miller. Yeah. Instead of Mulder, it was Miller. Right. And he was exactly like David Duchovny, and she was a carbon copy of old school Jillian Anderson, right. Dana Scully. It was like younger versions of themselves. Yeah, to the point of she had the bright red hair, but I guess she I always does. This so. episode, when I saw the preview for it, I was really excited, and then it, it didn't really. It was. I didn't think it was that good an episode. I think it was the worst one of the five. I so go back far, to maybe. Kumail Najiani, X Files fan, who tweeted out after the show You know what I'd really like to see on a TV show? Uh, a Muslim man. Very devout Muslim man showing him doing prayers and then having him not blow up in a in a suicide vest two minutes later. Yeah. That'd be a different twist on the t- how about he just goes to work and is a productive member of society? Mm-hmm. You know, like the ninety nine point nine nine percent of all other Muslims in the United States. Yeah, that was weird too, because that although it's, you know, in our in you know, in the purvey of what we always see now, I guess it's become cliche. Yeah, it's it's really cliche, and that's not what I expect out of the X Files. But it is what I expect out of Fox, <laughs> for the record. Okay, yeah. I mean, this are, they, these are the same people who own these networks. I mean, let's leave that to shows like you know Quantico or Twenty Four. Uh, Twenty Four. If it happens on Twenty Four, I think it's normal. Or Homeland. Homeland, absolutely. Yeah. That's the kind of thing I expect. But on on X Files, I thought we were chasing monsters and aliens. Yeah. Why do we have to chase now suicide bombers? Well, and, it still had a metaphysical thing with the, you know them being able to talk to a person that was basically dead. Man, I don't know. I didn't like this plot story at all. Like, yes, the guy was basically his head was caved in. Like Duchovny, like the okay, I will say the part when when Duchovny went on his little trip was pretty amusing. Oh, that, he went on his trip with yeah. the non-drugs. Yeah, that was. He wants to believe, right? He wants to believe. Boy, he wants to believe hard. Yeah. 
But that did make me laugh because he's like, no, I gave you placebos. I gave yeah. you basically sugar pills. <laughs> but the whole and time then was... you started tripping balls and you were gone. Yeah. And then he was people at the he was two stepping at the country club. Yeah. The country uh, dance club and all that stuff. Yeah. And he it felt like an episode of uh, that part I enjoyed. But overall, you know, Californication, it felt like because all of a sudden, like all the women were getting on him. Yeah. And he was just smiling and he was the center of the party. And that was fun. And then he went inside the brain. So how exactly did that work where he he actually like got the clue? From uh, placebo pills. Uh, that was weird, right? Yeah, well, you never know. I mean, well, his, apparently. he believed hard enough that it actually sent him into the mind space where he could do it, I guess. I guess, but the information was completely accurate, and they ended up That's busting right. them at the, at the flea bag that motel. That there's something else out there, right? Yes. And then uh, fake Dan and Scully, like, and apparently that fake Dan and Scully, Einstein and Miller, they're going to be coming back next episode. Hmm. So are we doing a bait and switch here? Have they, like, teased us with Duchovny and Jillian Anderson, and now they're going to, like, flip the script and do new X-Files with these two new characters? Because I'm a little concerned that's going to happen. I'm not sure. I don't think they could actually do that, because that would be weird. People would reject that, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess we maybe they do like a parallel storyline and then slowly phase out Mulder and Scully. Yeah, I think it's maybe, like a two-episode arc. I think they're going to be back next season. I absolutely think it's going to be about the four of them. Do you think there's going to be another season? I believe it's already been announced. Really? That they had plenty enough viewers of X-Files, and there's going to be like a full season pickup, or at the very least, another six-episode miniseries. I'd like to see when they have a little more leeway as far as not constrained to six episodes. Sure. You know? Well, I'd like to see a grander story arc. I'd like to see them do 13. I think 13 would be the right number. Um, Are you digging it so far? With six, you know, they had like the the two one-offs. Yeah. Right? And the, so that barely leaves you, or the three one-offs, yeah, uh, barely leaves you any time for the big story, right? You know? So, well, what have you felt so far? Because we've done five of these. There's going to be six episodes. I really felt the first three really built some strong momentum, yeah. And then the last two episodes to me have been pretty flat. Not as good. Yeah. Not as good. Which makes me kind of glad it's ending after six. We could talk about the other shows we're going to talk about. Oh yeah. So let's talk about them then. Better Call Saul, Brent. Oh man. I missed this show. I didn't realize how much I missed this show until I started watching again, and then I was like, yep. "Man, I missed this show." It was it was in the uh, the opening credits, and they were just basically being like, "Last year on Better Call Saul," and they were doing the flashbacks to all the story. Mm-hmm. I was just like, "Oh yeah, I remember that now. Oh, I remember that now. Mm-hmm. This show is great." Yeah, <laughs> I love Mike, and I love the 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 pharmaceutical accountant guy, and uh, and and they even got to see Trevor from Grand Theft Auto in the flashback. How fun was that? Uh, my favorite, Ogg? my favorite part of this season premiere of was definitely when they con the guy in the bar. Right, that was great. And you remember the guy from Breaking Bad, right? Yes, that was the guy. The guy that they con in the bar is the guy that later on that Brian Cranston sets his car on fire. At I the actually gas station. didn't place yeah, that. That's oh, the shoot. same guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, how fun is that then? That jerk guy. Because you picture him now, right? Remember yes. he's talking on the phone at the gas station? Oh, oh he's yeah. A total yeah, bag man, of yeah. Oh, my God. I and, wanted to and, just reach over and, and punch actor, him. And that actor, I don't know his name. Uh, he's, really, he's done some really funny commercials in the past. Oh, good. He, um, he plays such a good guy that you just want to hate. He plays that character exceptionally well. Yeah. Good job, you. Yeah. <laughs> you figured Older that out. Older frat boy. Uh, I came for money. I'll always have money. Yes. Money will never be an option for me, and I'm always going to talk like I'm richer than I am. And then one of those guys that anytime he hears, oh, uh, these guys don't know much about uh, money. Oh, Oh, really? really? (laughs) Here, guys. Come here. Let me help you out. Let's grab a corner booth. They get the $50 shots, and we figured it out. It was about a $900 bill. Yeah, if we if we discount with like everything else. So because you get about 18 shots out of a bottle, and at 50 bucks each, 
900 bucks. Yeah, there you go. We did the math on this because we were just like, how much do you think that bill was? We're like, I don't know, about a grand and You're probably. assuming they weren't drinking other stuff too, you know? I am, but... But it wasn't like $50 a shot. Right. But let's face it, it was still going to be about a grand. They, they did finish the bottle. We assume that they also started the bottle. Yeah. I mean, not necessarily true, but I'll, I'll put it there. I like that scene a lot. You know, uh, I really appreciated the scene in the Cinnabon when he's... Now, this is what I'm curious about, because the Cinnabon scene takes place after the events mm-hmm. of Breaking Bad. He's now a, a, an, under an assumed identity, mm-hmm. and he's working at a Cinnabon in, like, Minnesota or something like Omaha. that. Omaha. Well, so... How dare you Basically, in the middle Nebraska's of Nebraska's glory! Yeah. If this is their glory, it's sad to be Nebraska. Well, the glory is being involved main plot line. Sure. A character. Well, Omaha is... I dare say the main character of Better <laughs> Sure. <laughs> I can't even get through it. Yeah. Good job. Uh, it's <laughs> one of the most depressing characters. Uh, but no, because he's about to leave the emergency exit because he gets locked in. Mm-hmm. and But he can't because the cops will arrive. And my first thought is like, who cares? Now, just leave because just, you can get away before the How long will it take the cops to get there? What was up with that? And you won't get in trouble anyway. You were locked in the room. You were, but he really doesn't want to talk to the cops. Yeah. Because he's under a, a fake name. <laughs> Well, working. He wants as little static or involvement with the cops as possible. And so we know for certain that this is after Breaking Bad, not yes. before Breaking Bad. Yes. The Omaha things. Yes. How do you know this? Uh, you know this because of the uh, opening of the. Uh, it's it's the same him from the future because one, it's in black and white, and black and white signifies the future because he goes back and it's yeah, him. but it could just be the future of, of this show. It's not though because he's going you know, back. On Breaking Bad, they would do that all the time where they would have black and white, and it would be like the end of the season. Yes. Go back, though, and I believe you'll see that that's where he's going uh, at the end of Breaking Bad. And his character is older. He's got less hair. He's got the mustache, and he's under an assumed identity because he has a different name. Uh, this is absolutely after the events of Breaking Bad. So that's that to me, it's like the, the reason they have that is so they're going to tie it in somehow to what's happening on Better Call Saul, right? I th- yes. I think So that, to me, the, it just makes it that much more – like if they can tie it in, it's going to make it that much more satisfying because this is – after right. after Breaking you know what I mean? It's going to be watch Better Call Saul, then watch Breaking Bad, in theory, and then you have the uh, uh, these moments will show you his life after Breaking Bad. Hmm. And it's sad <laughs> and depressing. But the real big moment that I really appreciated I he works at Cinnabon. was the drug dealer. The drug dealer and Mike in the Hummer, made yeah. out of flames, and he's wearing those bright yellow oh, shoes. You want to talk about a guy who does not get it at all. Yeah. This is like my, my new favorite character on the show, right? Yeah. Uh, no, he's not. not you my don't favorite. love him? No. I love him. I can't wait for his head to explode in some fashion, which it, it assuredly will. Oh, the, how about those two cops showing up? And they, those are also cops from Breaking Bad. Yeah. Uh, and, they, and they are not dumb. They walk in and he's just like, my baseball card collection was taken. And some, a whole bunch of cash. How much cash? Oh, uh, let's worry about the baseball cards. And then they find his yeah. stash behind the couch. Right. Boy, um... How much does one of these uh, reps for the pharmaceutical industry make? Yeah, right. It's, it's a new Hummer in the driveway, right? Kind of like, uh, isn't that the one thing they tell you if you like, isn't that like the rule of like criminal show? If you suddenly make a whole bunch of money from a big score, mm-hmm. do not go on a spending spree right yeah. away. Yeah. Sit on it for at least three to four months so nobody can tie these events together. Right. And he says, Mike, I don't think I need you anymore. And then it's proven in one second why. Yeah, and I don't. Need, do you think he knows that that guy's the one who broke into his house? At uh, first, I thought yes, but now I think no. I don't think he knows, dude. I, I don't think, think he's so. Pretty either. clueless. Oh, he's absolutely yeah. clueless. Yeah, it's just uh, he like somebody broke into my house. They must just know I have baseball cards. Like that's yeah. how clueless he is. Like if he was really knew that, he would be scared and he would tell the cops, "Okay, it's this guy. He looks like this," and he didn't. Well, then how would you know that guy, sir? 
but if he was really scared, he wouldn't. He wouldn't care. You're right. Yeah. I don't think he could even place it. But I think this is going to be a series of unfortunate events for this guy. This guy's going to end up either dead or in prison, right? I look forward to seeing his body probably on fire and maybe exploding <laughs> at some point during the season. Feel bad for him though, don't you? Because <laughs> he thinks he's smarter than everybody else. Maybe maybe his body will be uh you know uh, nailed on top of a giant tortoise. Oh my and God. <laughs> Well, isn't this a common theme on Better Call Saul? Because season one, you had that family that was camped out in their own backyard who thought they were smarter than everybody and had no plan whatsoever other than we're just going to live in this tent and just have money. This guy seems like the exact same type of criminal that needs to be protected from themselves by a character like Saul. Yeah, and he has hubris all of a sudden. Oh, I don't need you. Yeah, how do you possibly, how could you have possibly convinced, well, I mean, this guy, he's he showed reputable. Up by, showed up by himself the last couple times. Yeah. You don't think there's other people in the back of that van? Just in case? You don't think he's lulling you into a false sense of security? Man, you're making what, you're making the equivalent of three I mean, guys, and what do you do? You just been, stand there. It might have been safe, but once he noticed that he's coming by himself, he's... He's a mark. Yeah, he's a mark. Well, he's already a mark, because he's bro- he looked in the guy's glove compartment and got his home address. Yeah. So you don't need me anymore. Fair enough. Yeah, bye. This is your last chance. I know. We're not taking that car. <laughs> Look, he's going to regret not staying with Mike. Yes. I mean, Will he or will he not even realize that that's what caused all of this? I think that he's so dumb that it's not even going to place no, in his mind. Breaking Bad, it's almost like you, you uh, always realize it when it's too late. Maybe. You know what's funny? Uh, this is what I've, I've seen it like twice now. When I stay, I stay up late at night, like writing, and all of a sudden that uh, what's it called? That movie like Mike will come on. Oh my god! Yeah, okay. You know the, the one where a little Romeo is, or no, it's a little Bow Wow. Little Bow Wow. Little Bow Wow uh, finds some shoes that used to be owned by Michael Jordan, and they get hit by lightning, and then he's able to play like Michael Jordan. Makes total sense, guys. Uh, stay do with you realize us. Realize who the bully is in his group home. No, it's Todd from Breaking Bad. <sighs> <laughs> Who's now on? Uh, he had he starred on the last ep- uh, last season of Fargo. Also, um, you know what? Worth. Yeah. Would be worse is if uh, 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 Mike from Breaking Bad was actually in Space Jam somewhere. <laughs> like he's the coach of the Monstars or something. That would oh, be the man. ultimate. Jonathan Banks in Space. Jonathan Jam. Banks, man. Just found out he was on Community. <laughs> yeah, he was. And I, I now want to watch more Community. Community's a great show, dude. Uh, but let's talk about the third show. Oh, yeah. So any other things about Better Call Saul? I'm excited that Saul's basically decided. Here's the weird arc of that story. He's decided he's he's not the guy to uh, be the lawyer. He wants to be the criminal. And then at the end of it, he loops back around to deciding he wants to do law instead. Well, Does he just feel like he's too old for this bleep or what? Uh, I think. What he, does that story arc mean to you? I think he thought. Uh, like it's pathetic? Yeah. I think he thought he just thought better of it and maybe the, the girl was disappointed that he wasn't going to do anything but she had a great time with him but she also wasn't going to come do it again yeah so maybe he's was trying to get too the girl. soon for that to happen with them i mean it seemed like that would be more of a build-up and then they just kind of like boom i think that's just the type of relationship that they have and i think it's a testament to how good both actors are mm-hmm. um that they can actually play in from from uh, scene to scene they're professionals they're lovers they're friends they look out for each other. She's disappointed in him. He's trying to get something from her. Their their dynamic of their relationship seems to change like five times every episode. I like the scene when she's uh, 
when the lady at the the nail salon's like, "Hey, cucumber water for customers," and then he just drinks it straight out of <laughs> straight out of thing. Now, was did they miss an opportunity here? Melissa, my wife, pointed this out, and I agree with her one hundred percent. When the guy at the end scene asked him if there's anything that he needed, any food or anything, mm-hmm. did we miss an opportunity by having him not say cucumber water? I want some cucumber water, please, because he's finally like made it and he can deserve cucumber water now. Because yeah, I feel like I that would have been a great tie into the whole episode. But, but is cucumber that water that great if you just get it free at a? It's only good if you steal it. Sal- is that? Cra- what it- yeah, crappy at a crappy nail salon. I mean, how dare you, sir? That nail salon is fancy. That is <laughs> so fancy. They let him practice law out of their back that's boiler right. room. <laughs> I guess that's my point. Like, if that's what they have. That's what's fancy for them. He should get something even fancier. Yeah. Like a Hummer made out of fire. Yeah. Uh, Walking Dead. Okay. Holy F. Now, <laughs> you've read the comics and I haven't. Apparently, and I did some reading so I could be prepared for this. Okay, so we're going to talk about the things that happen. On, so, you know, if you haven't watched it yet, too bad. Don't listen. Well, you should have watched it by now. Listen, yeah. I can't believe how spoiler-free the internet's been. Mm-hmm. Shockingly good for as many spoilery things that happened on this show. Uh, my wife has been waiting for Patch Carl forever. And oh, is that right? I had no idea this was going to happen. We're finally getting it. Yeah. And this was apparently very faithful to the comic books. And like issue 83 or something, apparently all this happens. And they kept it frame for frame in some sections, very faithful. Mm-hmm. And so we have Carl gets shot in the eye. We have autistic kid gets eaten by a zombie. Yeah. We have his mom gets eaten by a zombie. And we have uh, the kid that shot Carl get run through by Michonne and murdered. Yeah. Whoops. So you must have had an inkling some of this was going to happen. I I did, sure. I had uh, no concept that autistic kid was, when they're all like, come on, man, let's go, let's go, let's go. I just assumed somebody was going to snatch him and pull him to safety, and he was going to be a problem child, and I hated him. I wanted him to eat. So when a zombie just leans over and starts eating his face, yeah. I was like, what the F is happening? Right? Oh, my God, they're going for it. Um. You know, I, most of this stuff kind of happened in the comic, if I remember correctly. I, I had some problems with this episode, actually. Did you? I did. You had to turn off your brain for a couple of moments, like the Lake of Fire and whatnot. Well, yeah, the Lake of Fire. Um, I had a problem with when Rick just goes crazy and just starts attacking, and then all of a sudden everybody, even Eugene, who's never been brave before, decides to be brave. Today's the day, And they're going says. against all training that they've ever done, which is like, don't attack big hordes like that, don't get surrounded by them, and all this stuff, and no one... No one dies. No, not one well, person. Somebody might have gone down, but to be fair, didn't they introduce like six new characters no, that we've never seen before person, in some of these houses? But not one person that was fighting in that in that battle where they basically just threw out all their training. Not one person died, and that's and they. So I guess they can just do that all the time now, right? Uh, did it feel like Dead Rising Three? I mean, that moment bit. with Rick and the axe where he just goes into the horde of every zombie and he's just like fighting through no problem whatsoever. I mean, I think, look, it can happen in a comic book, okay? But in a TV show, I feel like there's got to be at least one consequence of them recklessly going out there like that. Somebody's got to die where, where they can say, man, we killed a lot of zombies, but they also say, oh, if we had been a little more prudent. Well, we already you know. lost like four characters. <laughs> right, but that was not due to them jumping out. That was not due to them just jumping head on to the it fray. It was not. But I think that just put them in a different place mentally where maybe they were acting more recklessly because of the, the trauma that they've just been through. They've been, But they've been through that trauma literally hundreds of times now. Maybe they just felt desperation. Like, and they isn't just... that the whole thing they talk about on the shows? Like, yeah. well, these people are, you know, they don't, 
they're they're insensitive now. And even the right? priest is out there wailing on people yeah, with a knife. Yeah. And that, it was a and little that's much. That's the thing is Eugene and the priest, one of them. I mean, it's not what they always what we always see on Walking Dead, and 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 uh, seems right is that somebody, if they're not brave, uh, and they suddenly decide we're going to be brave, they're probably going to die. One of two things is going to be happening: they're either going to die, mm-hmm. or somebody has to save them. Yes, one of those two things, okay. pretty much across the board. Right now, you can say that they were saved because. Uh, you know, of the Lake of Fire, but they were going on for like they went on for a while, quite a while yeah. with no one dying. Well, just like Glenn comes back, and he was about—I thought Glenn was going to die right now, that there. That being said, I was totally okay with two out of the three family members of those three family both members kids? dying. Yeah, both of the kids were really annoying. Well, you know, I read that the mom actually petitioned um, the showrunner uh, Scott Gimple to be like, "How about we don't see her die? We didn't actually see her get eaten. And she did. Mm-hmm. We didn't see it." Uh, so she petitioned for a storyline where she actually escapes and goes crazy from seeing the death of her two sons and lives as like a feral cat lady to be found like two seasons from now. And they, they find her and they try to bring her back into the fold, but she's like a crazy cat lady now. And I thought that's at least an interesting storyline worth looking at. That sounds like the worst plot line ever in Walking Dead. The truth is she was desperate to uh, stay on the show because apparently it's an awesome show to be a part of. And it seemed like she would be. It seemed like, oh, this is uh, Rick's new love interest. Yep. Nope. Nope. She sees her kid get eaten. She freezes. She gets eaten. That was my other problem I had with the show. Okay. Go on. Um, They're sitting there and all of them are literally like talking. Hey, come on. Let's go. So why didn't everyone else get eaten too? Um... It did made no sense. Yeah, in that moment it made sense, but looking back, and at also it, you know it what? didn't make sense. How much does that kid weigh? Pick him up and go. I was wondering why nobody just picked him up and went. And maybe yeah. it's because, to be fair though, and you would know this uh, with uh, with autistic kids, if they're in their weird place and you try to touch them, they will start screaming and going crazy and fighting you. He was already doing that. Well, he was just going. He ah. was like an episode of Dragon Ball Z. Ah, ah. Okay, then wouldn't it be a great time for Rick to just walk up and cold cock that kid? Yes, knock him out. Okay. That's fine. Uh, that When that kid, like, you see the skin being ripped off of his neck by the zombie, mm-hmm. I literally stopped breathing. Because <laughs> it, uh, it felt like it was shocking to me that believe, they would actually go there. I believe that's really one of the first times that we've seen a kid just get... We've seen know. kids get killed, but not yeah. that graphically. And we haven't seen one of them get killed by one of uh, the main group either. Right. Although he totally deserved it. Oh, no, in, he in did. In the moment, yeah. He absolutely did. Okay, and how about the flashbacks to the opening scene? The whole scene with Negan's crew and the bite and the, the motorcycle guys, and then he's like playing, I'm not really going to kill you. Come on. And I believed him, and then a minute later, he's like, nah, I am actually going to kill you. And then Daryl Dixon RPGs the whole yeah. group and murders them? Those guys were dumb, too. Like, okay, so we've got all of you at gunpoint. Uh, let's take the guy that looks like the most dangerous guy yes. and have him go by himself back here. Uh, I think I think I think Abraham looks like more dangerous than he does, but your point is taken. Well, you know what I mean. Like yes. they could have sent uh, they could have just sent two of their own guys. Yeah, yeah. I guess they could, in theory, have been trapped, but that truck did not look trapped to me. Well, you wouldn't want to send two of your own guys because if there was a bomb back there, then they would just die. You know, and the other guy would be like, he wouldn't. Daryl wouldn't want to die. Yeah, so maybe take Sasha. Yeah, take Sasha. You know, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he comes back with the RPG launcher, which, have you seen the Rambo Photoshop? No. <laughs> the cover of First Blood Part 2 of the, the rocket launcher, they yeah. put Daryl's face on it. Now, I'm going to say, so this is super spoilery. So this is comic book stuff that apparently everybody who reads the comics wants people to know. So if you don't want any potential spoilers, just cut ahead right now. Okay. Apparently, Negan kills Daryl Dixon. <laughs> 
in the comics. Daryl Dixon doesn't exist in the comics. Are you, I read all this stuff saying that Daryl Dixon is killed by Negan in the comics. Is that not correct? You want me to tell you the truth? Yes. Oh, is this going to be on the air? This is going to be on the air. But people fast forward ahead. Okay. Because all these sites are saying, like, and as we all know from the comics, Negan kills okay. Daryl Dixon. And in, I don't know the, the comics. In the comic book, Daryl and Merle don't exist. Okay. Uh, Negan bashes the brains out of Glenn. Of Glenn. Okay. Yeah. Because all these people are just like, and if Negan's there, we all know one person in the show who's not going to like it, mm-hmm. looking at you, Daryl. And I was just like, it didn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, well, why would you just say that out loud? What if I don't read the comics? I mean, that could be the thing they do, though. I think Negan has to kill someone important. I mean, somebody's yeah. going to, knowing the character of Negan, somebody's going to pay for his guys getting blown up. Well, apparently he hires incompetence. So... Well, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um. But, so, okay, so he kills Glenn in the comics. I'm okay knowing that now because I already felt like I knew a spoiler. So, and the comic books and the yeah, TV show do not necessarily match brutal. up. It's like it's like he gets brained with this bat with like barbed wire on, and oh then he's goodness. like, "Oh, oh Jesus!" Like, it's it's that's rough. It's brutal, dude. That's really rough. I hope that happens in the show, but I hope it's not Glenn. I don't think we should actually say what happened in the comic book. Oh, really? I think it's going to happen pretty soon. I did give a spoiler. You did what? I said, don't listen if you don't want to know. A co- yeah, spoiler from the comic book. Okay. I warned. Okay. I'll put an alarm behind it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I did warn, though. Okay. But you think it's going to happen sooner rather than later? I think it's going to happen. I mean. You think he's going to kill somebody soon? Oh, yeah. For okay. sure. Great. I mean, look, we're going to see Negan pretty soon. He's going to be like, his guys are, where are my guys? He's going to show up in like two days, which in you know, in Walking Dead time could be like three or four episodes, I sure. guess. Well, they need a recovery episode after this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's for sure. I, but look, even with my complaints, it was one of the most action-packed. And I can forgive it because it's a comic book and, and a lot of stuff happened in a comic book. Uh, and things happen. You know, people don't always think rationally. Sure. I get that. Um Here's my prediction. Is, you know, I just wish they could have been a little more subtle sure. with some of that stuff. Based on what you said, I think we're going to have one episode of everybody coming back together in happiness, mm-hmm. punctuated at the end by Negan coming and doing something terrible. And here's the deal. Glenn is a beloved character. Yes, he is. Right? We were all disappointed when we thought he was dead okay. before. So what have we seen happen, almost happen like two or three times now? Glenn dying? Glenn almost dying. It's happened repeatedly. So it's like they're preparing us. Okay, well... He died, but he almost died like a couple other times. The only you see thing, what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. The only thing I would say about that is because they prepared us for it, it'd be more shocking if he kills Daryl Dixon. Yeah. Uh, Daryl Dixon equally as beloved as Glenn, mm-hmm. especially in the South, and he needs time off to go make that Silent Hills game. I think that, <laughs> but I think that uh, killing Glenn, while terrible, uh, you know, it's, it's important to kill off important characters sometimes because it makes you feel like anyone can die on the, on the show. I right? already feel that way after this premiere. <laughs> okay, good. Um, but I think killing off Daryl Dixon, ladies love that dude. And they like Glenn, but like as, a, as their buddy. LL you know Cool I mean? D. Yeah. Um, D. There will be a lot of ladies that don't watch the show if Daryl isn't on the show. Really? I think. Man, okay. Fair enough. Honestly, I thought I thought Carl was dead. I really did. When he got when I saw him being like dead, I thought he'd been shot through the head and he was just dead right there as he was being carried by Rick. No, Teresa just goes, I patch Carl. Uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. 
Well, there we go. So there's Walking Dead. We're going to do Better Call Saul and Walking Dead. Why not? It's a slow season for sports. Let's let's do these segments up. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So let's come on back, and we're going to wrap up the show after three seconds of... Rage Awints the Machine. So we predicted Kobe Bryant at the All-Star Game. That was kind of fun, watching LeBron James slapping the court and doing mm. all those antics. I predicted they would not let him run wild, and they didn't. They tried to let him run wild. They didn't try to. He got 10 points. Look, they scored 196 points, yes, dude. He only scored 10. He could yes. have run wild if he wanted. He also missed like all his shots. Yeah, but he could have driven to the hoop, and they wouldn't have really done too much most it's of the true. time. But yeah. Kobe thinks he's a jump shooter now. Kobe thinks he's a professional basketball player now. We all fool ourselves sometimes, Brent. It's funny as I actually said somebody like Russell Westbrook will not let him will probably accidentally score like thirty points, which he scored, I think, thirty one or something. Thirty, I think on the nose. Paul yeah. George. Man, he went off. Forty one points. Forty one points. But to be fair, in a game where one ninety six is scored, that's only like what? Yeah. It's about fifteen percent of your total. 20, about twenty percent. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, so yeah, one of two things was going to happen. Either Kobe was going to go off, they were going to force feed him the uh, All Star Game MVP, or his skills have eroded so much that some young well, up and coming guy was going to come and rip I it from him. But I think that look, I feel vindicated in that. Like I was saying, that people they don't like Kobe, so they're not going to let him. If it was somebody people liked, like Tim Duncan, I could see that feeding Tim Duncan in the post. They're pretend. Him... They're all pretend liking Kobe though. Does it strike you yeah, as being pretend, like yeah, amazingly pretend... fake? Oh yeah. Is it a little upsetting the way people are like blowing Kobe right now? Just like uh, how you know all the, the out of proportion. How all the you know spouses pretend like they don't know all the dudes are cheating. Oh my gosh! Of course, yeah. The basketball wives thing is a real thing. Yeah, but I don't know. So I'm kind of happy Kobe's going away. I'm kind of happy he's going away on a a loser nobody cares about. Mm-hmm. I, I just I guess this is pomp and circumstance. I guess is to be expected. I think people are going out of their way giving him too much love on visiting courts. Here's a guy that has never been nice to anybody ever, has always been about himself first, Yeah, uh, a me, me, me player, and, and now we're all going to act like we all have this great respect and love for him? Mm-hmm. No, You said it before on the show last week. Nobody wants to go play with him. Why are they pretending? Yeah, It's just like a niceness thing, and they're just... I guess they're just being cordial. I don't know. I mean, he is a legend, obviously. Yeah. Doesn't mean he's a nice guy. Nobody likes him. You know, he's a legend. Jim Brown turned 80 yesterday. He is a legend. Don't you golf with him? No, I mean I wish. I see. I see him at the golf course. I just assume that that meant my that plan you were is working if it out. My plan is like to to hang out at the golf courses because uh, I heard that he'll just play with anybody who's there. Hang out at the go- golf course where he goes to, and then just hey, oh well, yeah, I'm about to play. Yeah, cool. I got your I got your strategy right here. Right, All you right. walk up to him, you'd be like, uh, oh, you're Jim Brown, the star of original Gangsters. Hey, are you the guy from Mars Attacks? Hey, what else have you done, man? That's the way to get into his heart, right? You know what's crazy is that you forget also how Jim Brown uh, was like a, a social activist too. You Very know? much so. You see like Muhammad Ali uh, doing all this stuff, and you, and you're like, wait, that's Jim Brown sitting next to him. Yeah, he was at the centerpiece of that stuff in the '60s, man. Mm-hmm. He was all over it. He was making those uh, uh, exploitation films on top of it. Yep. So it is a little bit weird how that whole uh, uh, thing worked. He could be the cause and the effect. <laughs> I heard him talking about how you know. They said, why did you retire at 30? He goes, well, I had a three-film three, uh, deal, and I was going to be working with Raquel Welch. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He's not wrong. He's not wrong Back at in all. the day, I would have yeah. done the same thing, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but anyway, got to love it. Kobe, goodbye. Go away. 
Yeah. Can't he just get injured and go away now, please? I, wouldn't you have thought he would have gotten injured this year? Well, they're they're saving his minutes. They're not practicing him very hard. He's taking days off. They're doing everything in their power to get that final game at Staples for Kobe. Hey, we didn't talk at all about Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, which part of it now? Like the uh, uh, allegations of harassment in the past? Can't or the, the where my junk goes. <laughs> or the uh, HGH that his quote-unquote she-Hulk of a wife apparently has been taking. Look, I... I... I'm not a Peyton Manning fan. No. Uh, I respect what he did in the NFL, but it seems like all these things are co- coincidentally just coming out at the at a weird time. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. No, I'm not saying they're wrong, but... These allegations from college, how, I mean, you can't tell somebody they're being a victim wrong, okay? But at the same time, how come it's taken 16, 18 years I remember for this that, stuff to come out? But I remember out? when that story originally came out, and it seemed like, oh, I was like, well, it got hushed up, so I guess nothing to see here. But now it's coming back. Yeah. It's coming back in a big way. There, I heard some people saying that, like, basically, you know, Archie Manning went out and was basically telling everyone, this is not a story, guys. It's not. Do you think this is the kind of thing where, like, they've been paying her off all these years or something? Or well, It feels wrong to I me. I believe, didn't she get paid off by the university? She got a payout, but then Must she have. also had to quit her job. Yeah. She was not allowed to work there anymore. But, I, again, I don't want to be blaming the victim here. No. Under any circumstance whatsoever. Again, you can't tell but somebody what, they're being what, a victim wrong. What reason wrong. would she have at this point to come back and start telling the story again? You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. Put herself through it again? That doesn't make any sense. No, I mean... When, I there's, such, when there's such little chance that he's... Is he going to pay her money now? No. No, and it's not like he's really going to... Fi- so why would she go through that again if it wasn't real? He's you know not going mean? to be... Just, the charges aren't going to keep. Yeah. It's hard... If he did it yesterday, the charges would be hard to... That's a hard crime to get somebody committed for. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know the other thing. Much I, less 18 I years saw ago. When I, I think I was watching the NFL Network. They said there were literally no one to corroborate Peyton's story to say that. Oh yeah, that's what happened. Even the right. guy he said he mooned was like, ah, he didn't moon me. So yeah, I don't know it, the whole thing. I just it seems weird. It, it's all striking to me. Like just retire. If Peyton retires, all this goes away. Mm-hmm. Why hasn't he retired yet? <laughs> Does know. he honestly think somewhere deep down he's coming back? Because that would be the worst possible thing he put, could do. Uh, you know, you can't put a limit on somebody's hubris either. You, you know? can't, but my goodness, he's a smart guy. He's a student of football on all levels. You would think he knows that this is it. Did he not watch himself play at the Super Bowl? He was god-awful. He won. He did. Winning. Winning. He inspired them to sack the quarterback a bunch of times. He inspired Von Miller to strap, strip Cam Newton and t- score a touchdown. That's right. Gracious. But anyway, that's another episode of Ray's and Brent. Brent. And it's in the books. And I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. I screwed that up. In any case, uh, we got some people we want to thank for the episode today, Brent. Got to thank Greg Lopez. Got to thank Greg Lopez, who made the Who's Getting Arrested Now jingle. Mm-hmm. Hope him and his kid and his wife in England are having a great time. Yeah. Jolly got, good time. Got to thank Jeremy Buck and the Bang. Got to thank Jeremy Buck and the Bang. Got to thank the train wrecks. Got to thank the train wrecks. And they got, they're going to take a, drag me out in chains. Yeah. Why did I screw that up? It's only like I've heard the song like 200 times. I don't know. It's that kind of night. Why did you screw it up? Disrespectful. You know why, Brent? Because it's late at night. That's why I did it. Oh, okay. We got to thank uh, David Noll, our intrepid producer. Dino, thank you. And we also have to thank Jordan Monsell, the artist. Monsell, me some art. Go to jordanmonsell.com or Silhouettes by Jordan on Facebook. Buy some art from the man himself. Is there anybody else you'd like to thank, Brent? Um, I'd like to thank Jordan Monsell again. Why? Actually, you know what? I'd like to thank Matt Stafford. And why again? Uh, because here's the deal. I'm not a fan of Detroit. And because he eats so much food, they had to cut half their team because of his food budget. It was all the food budget. (laughs) That's all buffet costs is what you're saying. They can't step forward the rest of the team. Oh, my God. Good night, everybody. (laughs) You're going to have to drag me out.
Something